Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and this week's episode is going to be all about what I'm leaving behind in 2022. I don't want to say this is like a New Year's resolution sort of podcast because, I don't know, I think it's like the pressure of saying New Year's resolution or I'm going to do this thing. I just, I don't like, I don't know, maybe it's just the word or the the heaviness that's on like New Year's resolution and then people saying like, oh, the whole percentage of like, I don't even know the percentage, but I think it's like 10% where they're like, oh yeah, or wait, no, it's way higher than 10%. What am I talking about? Um, It's like 80% of people drop off by like, I don't know, probably February, January. I'm completely making this up right now, but I think you get the idea. Um, So I don't know, maybe it's that, but I just thought it would be a good time to just sort of reflect on the things that I did in 2020, 2022, wow. What I did in 2022 and then things that I kind of want to like stop doing because I feel like sometimes taking away things opens up for opportunities for things that you actually want to come in to come in. I might not exactly know what that is right now, but at least if I take away the things that are making me not feeling my best or optimizing my life, then I'll at least know that there's an opportunity for something better to come in. And then I thought, you know what, let's just wrap this up with like a nice bow and say all the like say a few things that like I was excited for this year that I did this year that I'm proud of myself because I feel like we never take the time to actually congratulate ourselves for the things that we've done I have a really hard time about doing that like I'll I'll work towards a goal or I'll work towards something and then I'll just be like oh okay yep I did it I'm done move on to the next thing and you never actually think about or congratulate yourself for like no like you actually did this like all the sweat tears or like all the overthinking that you did depending on what it is all the studying that you did you worked hard for that congratulate yourself it was funny I was actually having a conversation with my sister last night about she it was more about she her telling herself that she was gonna like go get her nails done And I was just like, why are you getting your nails done? She's like, well, I'm congratulating myself for getting like all A's. And I was like, you know what? I don't do that. I don't do that very often. I'm I'm not saying you have to go out and like buy something or like get your nails done. But even just the simple fact of just writing down and being like, I did these things. I accomplished this and I'm proud of myself for that. And I think that's something I need to get better about learning about or doing and maybe maybe I do need to start like being like okay putting this into my budget and saying I'm gonna go buy this if I like get an A on a test or like end the year with whatever um or like for example when I got my personal trainer certification it was just like I got it and I was like boom okay we're getting a job here we go we're heading forward and I never actually took the time to be like oh my gosh I did it um, and but the thing was is that I wanted it. If you if you remember me talking about getting my personal trainer certification, 
I had talked about how I had wished there was like some sort of confetti or like excitement when it came to the end of the test and it was literally just like in tiny 10 font words saying you passed and it was really sad so I almost need to then create that for myself but anyways this is getting really rambly and it's just the beginning of the podcast and I have quite a bit of things I wanted to go over so we shall go through that but before I do that I did want to mention depending on I might have an interview with someone either at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year it might be posted depending on if we're able to get that scheduled and done this might very well be the last podcast for this year depending on that and then I'm thinking about taking a two to three week break just getting more comfortable with like not always having to have something ready and posting and actually spending time with my family and friends I have a hard time of slowing down so we are intentionally saying this in the podcast that we are not going to be posting for about two to three weeks still trying to figure that out but just to let you know probably the last podcast of this year so let's get into the things that I want to start taking away and maybe you might find something in this where you're like hmm maybe I should start start or stop doing that too and my first one is being disorganized I think a lot of people think that I'm a pretty organized person and honestly I don't think I am like if you if you live with me like if my if my family was listening to this right now they would be laughing they'd be like oh she totally is disorganized I think I I like to call it dysfunctional organization where it works for me but it doesn't work for other people but then I've also found that more things are starting to get disorganized to where it's just a hot mess (laughs) and my someone had told me this once before where it's like your room will reflect what's going on in your life and honestly I thought that was like hogus bogus whatever you want to call it and honestly it's true or I'm realizing it's becoming more and more true because every time I reflect back on if my life's been crazy or if I'm overwhelmed and if I'm overstimulated and I don't feel like I can make decisions or where to go most likely my room is some sort of a hot mess it's either my desk it's either clothes it's either like I haven't made my bed or something like that and even though it's these tiny little simple things stacks up over time and what I'd end up telling myself is like oh I'll just get to that this weekend and then the weekend rolls around and I either end up doing my neighbor's yard or I end up doing schoolwork or I end up going out with friends and then I put that off to the wayside and then I get caught up with schoolwork and then I'm just like oh my gosh okay well I can live in this I can move around not to okay my room is not that bad like if you're thinking hoarders it's, it's not that bad. It's like, it's manageable and it's okay, but it's definitely not organized. Um, and it just, it starts piling up over time to where you're just kind of like, oh, we really need to clean this. And I almost thought it was okay because I would have those days where I'm just like, okay, we're cleaning our room and we're going a deep clean. We're getting it done. But then like the amount of time that it takes to actually clean my room when it's that deep clean is taking up so much of my time 
compared to when if I just put the stuff away or had some sort of organization. I think that's the biggest thing is like actually organizing it because I can clean it up as much as I want, but if I never actually organize it and have a system, it's never going to work. And finding a system that works for me is going to be the better way of going about it. And the only reason why I say this is because I did this with my bathroom. My bathroom, I would clean it up, but then it always ended up being like, you know, you have that like dirty drawer and it's just, it's all the random stuff where like, you're like, oh yeah, I'll like line it up perfectly to where my toothpaste is in line. And then my like chapstick is like this and it's all organized and perfect. And then two weeks roll around and it's just a hodgepodge mess again. And I was like, you know what? How about I just use these like plastic containers that I have? I know I'm really trying to transition from using plastic containers for my food to glass containers. And I have, I don't want to throw out all these plastic containers. And I was like, okay, might as well just use them to put in like the 5 million chapsticks that I have. Maybe get rid of those chapsticks that the dentist keeps giving you. But you know, we have chapped lips here, especially when it comes to being inside for work and it getting cold outside. But besides just my room being disorganized, I think also just everything in my life in general. I I talk about using Google Calendar, which is great, which honestly, I need to figure out a better way of doing that because I've played with the fact of like, I have things scheduled, but it's more of like a, okay, I have to do these things as far as like school work appointments. Like I have to go and do those things. But if I have like, when I'm going to record a podcast, when I'm going to meal prep, when I'm going to do, I don't know, I can't really think of anything else, but things like that, then I'm kind of just like, oh, whenever I feel like it. But then it started bleeding into like, not appointments, but if I was like, when I was creating workouts for my clients or when I was like doing, especially school, school was a big one where it was kind of just like, oh, well, I'll do like some before the gym and then I'll go after the gym. And I've never been a person that procrastinated. But I started realizing because I gave myself the opportunity to be super flexible with my schedule, then it started allowing me to procrastinate more and I didn't like that or I didn't have some sort of structure. And then it just started to be like a whatever we kind of want to do schedule and I don't really like that. So I want to actually be more firm with my schedule again and creating something that works for me because I think what ends up happening is I overcommit to my schedule and then I just get overwhelmed or I do it for a week and then I get overwhelmed and then I just I don't do it or I do one or two things to where if I was at a normal base most of the time or scheduled myself for a normal base then that wouldn't happen as much. The other thing would probably be when I finally found out that like notes or apple like the iPhone has apple notes. I like well, I knew that, but like that had folders and I started organizing it and I was like, oh my gosh, my like notes aren't all over the place or like even my money. I'm, I'm not a big spender, but figuring out how to budget my money and being more organized with that. So that's just kind of like an all encompassing, like, I feel like my life is disorganized, but it's manageable. But if I really want to grow as a person, there's got to be a little bit more structure coming in. And then my next thing that I want to 
step away from or stops doing is never taking a day off. And I feel like this bleeds into the being disorganized situation because I, again, overcommit myself, allow my room to start like, you know, like the one or two jackets or the like um, not taking down your laundry or like waiting for the next day to do your laundry. And it just ends up piling up over time. And then I get super disorganized and then I don't take a day off because I'm like, oh, well, I still have to keep doing all these other things. But then that just persists the burnout and doesn't allow me to actually get organized again. I'm trying to figure out again with the whole schedule thing what works for me. And I think the mindset that I have to come from is like, what is going to work for me on my worst day, which I hate doing that because I like to have the mentality of like I can do everything and anything anything's possible but if I'm being realistic with myself if I really want to get things done and be good at them I can't be over committing and the only way that I know that I won't overcommit is if I think of myself on my worst day so if you are an overachiever over committer and have a tendency to go to burnout I would highly suggest when you look at your calendar or if you're thinking about saying yes or no to some sort of commitment think of yourself on your worst day and then you can always build up from there I don't know why I don't think of this for myself because I've recently told some of my clients this where it's like what do you think you can do on your worst day? Do that, see if that works, and then build from there. Because it's always better to start small and then grow from that. Number three, forcing myself to study even though my brain is dead. I do this a lot. And I it's something that I don't understand why I do because obviously you're going to retain the information better when you are focused, when you can think clearly, when you're not upset. This happens a lot when I do flashcards. And I think it's just because, again, trying to figure out a system that works for me as far as like studying goes. But I've always been like, okay, make the flashcards, study the flashcards. But then recently I found out where it's like, no, you need to actually like understand the information I know this doesn't sound crazy like you're kind of like uh duh obviously but you actually have to fundamentally fundamentally understand the information like if you could teach it to someone like teach it to a seven-year-old and then at that point when it sticks then do the whole flashcards thing because then you're getting that repetition in but because I don't do that I get angry and frustrated or even like especially because chemistry this trimester was very much math and memorization I had a hard time kind of integrating practice problems and then doing like flashcard work and taking notes and figuring out what works for me especially when like I'm doing projects and stuff but now I think what I'm trying to realize is like if I know that my brain is dead at some point if I just go for a 10 minute, a 30 minute walk, I'm going to be so much more productive instead of me just like staring at a screen, getting frustrated, card after card after card or problem after problem after problem. And I think part of this also came in because I was doing those like study methods where they would talk about like the um, Pomodoro method. I think I've talked about this before on this podcast where they would do like 20 minutes on five or 25 minutes on five minutes off 
And then I would find myself with group projects or even doing math problems or schoolwork that wouldn't work as well. And I'd just get into like this, like, I guess they would call it flow state or groove or whatever, right at that 25 minute mark. So maybe just like messing around and like doing an hour and not thinking it so much as like black and white where I'm like, okay, I can only do the 25 minute Pomodoro method for everything and anything when it's like, okay, if that isn't working for like group projects or like math problems or just watching and taking notes for a video, then it's okay to not stick specifically to that. And then this other one, I, I'm honestly kind of sad about this one. I don't know if I am going to be able to reach my reading goal this year, which which makes me sad. Um, I really thought I could read a book a month, but I might be able to. I'm at 10 or 11 books right now. I have to check my Goodreads, to be honest. But I really next year want to be able to read 12 books. And I know that means I'm going to have to commit time to actually reading. And I told myself that I did, and I did really good at the beginning of the year as far as like giving myself 30 minutes to read before bed. But then I had a new school or new job, and that kind of made it a little bit difficult to actually do at night because I would get home, read my book, and then pass out after two pages. So I don't know, maybe like incorporating it in my morning, but then I also really like journaling in the morning. But even then, I've even lost track of that, which kind of makes me sad. See how I'm talking about how my life has this through the last part of the year. I feel like it's gotten very disorganized because I've just had a lot going on mentally in my head that I've let the things that have allowed me to feel good fall off. And I really want to start bringing those back in when it comes into the new year. And I know reading books, I really like reading books on my Kindle. I've really enjoyed that so that I can actually reach my reading goal and talk to my friends about the new books that we're all reading. All right. My next one is more mindset wise as far as what I'm letting go. And it's the big one of telling myself that people only value me value me for what I do for them. I think part of this comes into being a people pleaser. I don't know if you would label it that, but I err on this line of wanting to be a caregiver and I enjoy giving, I guess, acts of service to people if you know what like the five love languages are, but I enjoy providing things for people and seeing them happy and helping them, especially because like obviously the field that I'm going into, if I wasn't this way, I prob- that probably wouldn't work out. But then it's like I then start erroring on this line of all I think people care about me for is what I give them. When it's like in actuality, sometimes me just being me or having my presence I'm learning that that is something that people just value me me for just being me. And it's tough because I always think, what can I do for this person? When it's like sometimes they're just like, hey, I just like being around you. And in my brain, I'm just like, how does that work, though? How can you just like me if I don't do anything? But trying to get more comfortable with like, hey, I'm a pretty cool person. <laughs> I don't have to do things to for people to like me and if you're that way I would definitely start to think about why do you 
think that people value you for just the things that you do or what are other ways that people value you for all right number six the thing that i am the last thing that i will be letting go in 2022 is getting better at making decisions recently i've had to make a lot of decisions as far as what i'm doing for school as far as what i'm doing for my job as far as like I'm very much, I think, in the future a lot, which can is a good and a bad thing. I think having a goal in mind or a future in mind allows me to think a little bit ahead and have a mental plan. But then sometimes if that plan doesn't work out, then I start to freak out. But being more open to like, if that plan does change, being okay with that. But anyways, getting back to that, getting better at making decisions. Um... So basically what ends up happening is I have all these decisions that I have to make and then I start asking for other people's opinions and I don't even, sometimes I will sit down and I will journal about these decisions that I want to make and see what I want to see but then I start questioning my own opinions and honestly I don't know where this came from. Sometimes I've actually been talking to someone before about this where I feel like this comes from the fact of me not when I was younger, especially with my past with like my eating disorder, where I thought firmly that what I was doing was right. But then later on, it was like, obviously what I was doing was not right. And I started questioning myself on like the decisions that I make now. It's like, are those the right decisions? And then it comes into question, well, what is right or wrong is just how I feel and what I think is best for me is honestly whatever you want to say right or wrong. I don't know. I've been messing with the like terms of are things right or wrong or is it just your perspective of something? But anyways, this ends up getting me being very wishy-washy with my decisions and I will find myself where I'm like, okay, I've made a decision. I've committed. We're doing this. But then what ends up happening is then I get other people's input or I get other people's feelings or there's another decision that pops up and I'm like, oh, wait, this could work too. Maybe I can incorporate this or like now I need to choose one or the other or combining it all together. And then I just get really overwhelmed and I lose that gut instinct of what am I actually excited about? What am I wanting to do? What Honestly, I think it's focusing just on myself. Going back to that like first one of like people just valuing me for like what I give them. Sometimes I want people to approve of my decisions when in actuality that doesn't matter because I'm living my day to day and they're not. They're living their day. I'm living my day. So if they don't approve of my decision, that's fine because they don't, they're not living my life. They're living their life. So if I can get back to just trusting my gut or seeing what excites me as far as when it comes to making decisions, then I feel like I will be able to trust myself more and be able to make decisions faster. Because I feel like there's this balance of planning for a decision and like doing that whole pros and cons list sort of situation. But then there's almost like, over planning to where then you don't make any decision and then at some point it's like you're gonna have to make a decision and then you get so overwhelmed that you don't even know the decision that you're making is for you or for someone else so 
those are all my things that I want to leave behind in 2022. Maybe some of these resonated with you. Maybe some of them didn't. I don't know. Hopefully you were like in deep thought. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But my next thing that I'm going to go into, man, I really need, okay, this is another thing I'm leaving behind in 2022 or starting, whatever, is having better transitions with this podcast. I have been better in some situations, but then in others, my transitions just haven't been that great. I don't know if I need to like add in music when it comes to these transitions or like because I don't have ads or whatever, like some like bigger podcasts do, but this is my transition to the next point. Whoosh. <laughs> um so first one that I accomplished was starting this podcast I feel like I have to say this it was I don't think people realize this because I kind of just popped on here posted on my Instagram being like I started a podcast it's official da, 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 da. like this is great I'm talking on here and people are listening to me but the amount of overthinking and planning and wondering if people were going to judge me when posting this podcast was like a month in advance. <laughs> Not going to lie. And then when I posted that first podcast, my entire body was just shaking that entire night. And I just, I remember it vividly. I was sitting on the couch with my mom and I was watching like a movie and people were texting me that they had listened to it and that they liked it, which I really, really appreciated that. But then I was just like, oh my gosh, this is real. People are actually listening to this. But the funny thing is, is that's what I wanted in the first place. But the fact of me actually committing to something and then wanting to do something and continuing to do it, I just wanted to congratulate myself for that. And I wanted to thank you at the beginning of this that thank you for listening to this because obviously it would be kind of weird if I was just talking into a mic every single week and then having no one listen to it but I just I wanted to say thank you for being a part of this community and listening to all my different ramble rambles all right accomplish number two is deciding to change my school path slash career it was almost like my summer did a whole like 360 with everything. Not completely, but if any of you guys know, I was planned to go to University of North Texas for the path of like pre-physical therapy track. But then I took a kinesiology class and I had heard about Parker University, which is a chiropractic school. And I had been on and off about it. But then one of the head people that were there came in and started talking to us about Parker University and for some reason it just lit a fire in me and I just got really excited about all the different opportunities that I could be giving people when I become a chiropractor and then seeing the different classes and different pathways and even shadowing other chiropractors and seeing how they operate their business I started feeling lit up and then the possibility of being able to help people sooner just to like go through school. I don't want to say faster, but in a more efficient way just made me light up. And it's almost this like knowing of being like, I know this is the right path for me. So I came home and I was like, okay, mom, dad, I am not going to UNT. I am going to Parker. And that freaked them out like crazy. And then like two weeks later, I was like, I'm studying for my personal trainer certification. And they're like, okay. And then 
a month after that, I was like, I have a job. <laughs> so everything kind of did a little, I want to say 180 because physical therapy and chiropractic isn't like too far apart necessarily, but, or at least the way that I'm coming from my standpoint of how I'm going to view my future business. But that was a big decision that I had to make. And Again, I am proud of myself for trusting my gut in that situation and making that decision. All right, number three thing that I accomplished this year was going to Chicago, Ohio, and Oklahoma for this first time in my life. Chicago was more of a oopsie sort of situation. I went to go visit a friend in Iowa. I'm pretty sure it was Iowa. Was it Iowa or Ohio. It was Iowa. Wow, that's really sad. If my friend ends up listening to this podcast, I am very sorry. Um, So I went to go see a friend and the funny part about going here was that I ended up like there was no rental cars there and all I had was or so me and my mom were there and we had to like walk around and my my friend we didn't want my friend to pick me up so we just like we wanted to have our own car but we ordered a I think it was an Uber and then we were like okay we can't if we want to go around to different places we can't just order Ubers everywhere because that would take about a lot of our money and so then we went to the mall that was near our hotel and we started walking around and my mom jokes that like hey there's like a u-haul place over there what if we rented a u-haul and I was just like you know what why not and so our rental car I put in quotes is ends up being this u-haul and I come in front of my friend's house with a u-haul and she's just like Okay, that's interesting. And honestly, I've told people this story before and they they've said they've done this before. I didn't know this was a thing, but you can like actually get a U-Haul and then use it as a rental car. Now, I will say if you're because you have to I think pay per mi- or mileage-wise and it did start adding up, so this is where we ended up going to Chicago because we were like we don't want to pay for more miles for this U-Haul. And so I ended up going to Chicago on St. Patrick's Day, which was honestly amazing because then I could see the, if you don't know, they make the Chicago River in green, green dye, or they just, they put green in the river. And we were able to go on this boat tour where this guy would explain about all the different buildings and skyscrapers and stuff. And I didn't, it was really cool. Honestly, I never have been a big architect sort of person, but when I was able to go on this tour and see these different things and them explain this, there was this one building that was almost like a wave, like a, I would almost say a vertical wave. And it was created by a female and I was just like, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I just... I, I found it really fascinating, which is really cool because when someone's able to explain something that you're not interested in, but make you interested in it, I'm just like, okay, you're good at your job. And I'm hoping in this podcast soon, I will be able to become one of those people. But then going to Oklahoma, that was more of a one of my hiking trips I went on. I went to Turner Falls and it's basically this really hilly area in Oklahoma where in the middle of it, there is this, I don't, 
I don't want to call it a mountain, but it's almost like this rock that has a bunch of caves in it. And there's a fall there. And I got to walk around and go in these like little tiny caves. And it was just, it was so pretty there. I want to go back so bad, but I guess it's like really uh, busy over the summer. So I don't know. I'll have to decide because you are able to swim in the little pond and springs that they have there. But then that's obviously when it's like super busy unless I want to just do like a cold plunge sort of situation and be like Wim Hof or something. All right. Number four accomplishment that I am proud of myself for doing is getting my personal trainer certification, starting personal training and starting nutrition coaching. I never realized how happy I would be in a job. I am so proud of myself for like committing to actually personal training. It was something that I kept wishing, washing back and forth. I'm like, is it worth it? Is it not? Will I be able to study this in time? But I did it. I finished it. I got a job and I am able to meet so many different people and see their accomplishments and help them improve. And I was like, you know what? This is amazing. I didn't have to wait and go through school to finally start doing what I wanted to start doing. I can do it now. And if I can manage my time well enough, which again, getting a little bit better with organization, but I was able at this time to manage enough to do the personal training job that I have and then also starting nutrition coaching. All right. Number five is I got my first tattoo and nose piercing. Um, This one isn't that big of an accomplishment, but I'm telling you right now, like I feel like my pain tolerance is average. So if you're worried about the whole pain situation when it comes to like getting a tattoo, it's not that bad. I promise you. But I I'm really happy that a my friend was like hey we are going to get this tattoo you've talked about getting this eating disorder recovery tattoo for the longest time you're finally going to do it and I did it and it makes me happy I smile every day when I look at it I do need to get it touched up though Um, but it makes me happy just the memories that I have with my friend getting the tattoo and then also just having the value and just the remembrance of like what I went through and what I still can go through because of recovery and then also just realizing how strong that I am. And then the nose piercing, that one's just like a little fun one for me. It I will say that one didn't hurt for a long time, but I did have a tear go down my my face. So I'm probably not going to get another piercing. We'll see. Maybe I'll get a piercing on my ear, but I've I've been debating back and forth on if I should get another tattoo. I've really, I've seen pictures of like the atomical heart and they just, they look so pretty, but there's part of me that's like, just, is that symbolic for me? Like, I know I had some heart issues when I was going through my eating disorder, but like, I, I really want it to be something symbolic and important for me if I'm going to put it on my body and not just be something that's pretty. But that is that is just my opinion when it comes to tattoos. Different people have different ones. So, um, yeah. All right. If you listen to this podcast, I just want to say thank you very, very much for listening to it. I know it was a lot more about me, but hopefully you got something out of it. I really do appreciate everyone who takes their time to listen to this podcast. And I want, if you did listen to this podcast, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. What are some things that you want to start to let go of this year and leave behind? 
And what are you proud of that you did this year? I really want you to think about that because like I said at the beginning of the episode, I feel like we go after our goals or we go after things, but we never sit back and actually congratulate ourselves for doing it and taking that time. We just move on to the next thing and don't think that it's a big deal when it is a big deal. And I need to get better at that too. So this is just another encouragement for that. But if you have any other questions or or topics you want me to talk about, email me at beccababblespodcast at gmail.com and message me on, or message me on Instagram at rebecca.8 with anything you would like me to talk about. But again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I can't wait to babble with you next time in the new year.